0: hi and welcome to the council of fathers podcast i'm noah this is dave and we are exploring
1: the wild adventure we call fatherhood what a wild adventure it is it's been a wild adventure just today oh my gosh this morning it's 10 o'clock and we've already had an adventure many adventures many adventures it sounds like (laughs) we've had a parallel morning
0: (laughs) yeah i guess that's what it sounds like
1: yeah the adventure of getting out the door oh my gosh i
0: i was reflecting on this actually i was like you know we've we've just we we do this every day or at least five days a week and i would have thought that i would have quote unquote figured it out by now that there'd be a way to um, have more ease or grace or smoothness and recognizing that it, the family is a complex dynamic system and with three children at different ages with different needs and maybe one of them isn't feeling so good and and it's hard to get out of bed when it's dark it's just it's it's been a, a, a funny um I have funny is one one word to use but i i'm i'm in a process of reflection around the flow of our mornings and what i might
1: be able to do to improve upon it cool maybe we can chat a little bit about that it's funny as you're talking about like maybe you should have it figured out by now that's sort of how I feel about fathering. I've been doing it for 10 years. Don't you generally get good at something you do for 10 years, you know? If that thing is stays the same.
0: Stagnant. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's right. We're always green because we're always parenting someone new. And we're always someone new. Right.
0: Which isn't... Maybe maybe you still do get better. It It just... Changes on you, and maybe even you're better. And I don't love the word "better," but more effective at responding to the to the shifts and changes. Yeah. Um, But you can always see where the room for improvement is.
1: Yeah. Which leads me to our topic for today, which is how do we, as fathers, when the game is always changing, the targets always moving. The kids are, we were talking when you got here just about like how chaotic things can get. (laughs) The house gets cluttered. The kids are dysregulated. The dad's uh, dysregulated and it can get dizzying (laughs) if we don't have some sort of compass, Mm -hmm. some sort of direction that we're intending to head in, you know, we're acting not just in response to what arises, but that we're also parenting towards a certain direction. Whoa, Dave, it sounds like you're talking about values.
0: I am talking about oh values. My goodness.
1: How did you know?
0: It may have been the conversation we had before we hit record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that helped. Yeah, values. Um, we've done a lot of work together around values and with dads uh, we did a whole weekend retreat or a day-long retreat on values we've done a couple of those Mm -hmm. actually Uh, seems to be really helpful to be living and parenting in accordance uh, with chosen values you know rather than just parenting reflexively. Yeah, and I
0: think that there's something powerful about the awareness of the values, because I think we all have values driving us or directing us or helping, guiding us, right? But when there is an exercise, hone in on and get really clear about what those values are, that supports decision-making and it, and it can be like a grounding, uh, anchor for moments of chaos or
1: moments of, wait, what do I do right now? Yeah. Because if you think of the word value, right, there's two ways we value. One is inadvertently and, you know, unconsciously the things we put our money energy attention into we are valuing right that is one way to value right but it's not necessarily from intention it is just through survival right so we might value watching TV and doom scrolling on on Facebook or, or YouTube or something unintentionally or you know just out of habit whereas having a loving relationship with my partner and kiddos might be a more intentional value that I choose. Yeah, well, and what I hear you saying is that
0: there's a way in which the values that are kind of really coming from what we believe we care about or choose to care about may help us kind of do some of the difficult things like put the phone down or leave work early or um, make a phone call that we would have otherwise forgotten to make or or go for a run when it's cold and dark outside (laughs) because maybe we value health and our value of health is higher than the value of comfort and ease and so
1: There's a way that it serves as like a motivating force. Absolutely. And the way you're describing it, it's sort of organizing our lives a bit. You know, we have this principle that we talk about that you go where your eyes go, right? And I think about when we are conscious about our values, we move in that direction, So in your example, you're talking about health could be a value and you wake up and it's dark and it's cold and the default might be go back to bed. But if you're conscious and intentionally thinking about and reflecting on your value of health, you may make a different decision in that moment. There might be in that scenario that you're talking about. There might even be a a deeper value. Right? Like, why? Why is it that you want to be healthy? Mm.
0: Well, I want to be there for my family, Um, and I mean, honestly, I want to feel good. And and I think, even though being healthy may involve doing some certain things that are uncomfortable and don't feel good, or it's like there's an overall sense of vibrancy and aliveness
1: and in that. Yeah, your value for being present, your value for being for experiencing vitality. So values Mm -hmm. is values is a commentary on how you want to live. It's like, yeah, what are the qualities of living (laughs) that you wanna have, right? So we can sort of deepen and uncover core values which are underneath surface values and the value in doing that value (laughs) (laughs) deepening is that it's like the the more core the value the more motivating Uh uh-huh the more we endorse Uh our own behaviors the more likely we're going to do them right and so if running connects to something that we strongly endorse then we're more likely to run right Than if it connects to something more surface level I, this this story is coming to mind about that my dad tells um it's really touching to me my dad was in uh the military he was in the army in germany and my brother was born there and he was only a couple years old. And my dad smoked a pack of filterless camels every day at that time in his life in the military. You know, that's it, some strong
0: stuff right there. That that's that's a big cigarette Filterless camels.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm. And and it was, you know, it's part of the culture. He's living in Europe, he's in the military, it was in the early seventies. It was a common thing to do. And he really loved after a long day, you know, in the field to come home and sit down and have a beer and a cigarette and watch the news. And he sort of would do that every night. Now, my dad's a smart man. He knows that. And it it actually says on the side of the cigarette box, if you've ever noticed, this will kill you. Right, So one would think, like, why would you smoke if you value your life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But for some reason, people still do it. <laughs> but one day, my little brother, sorry, he's my older brother, but he was little at the time. He was a toddler. My dad sat down, and my little brother brought him the newspaper and a pack of cigarettes. Oh. And my dad quit smoking in that moment. Wow. He had been smoking for years. Wow. He knew it was bad for his health. Mm. But there was something about watching his little son toddle up with his cigarettes Mm -hmm. that struck him right in the values. Mm. (laughs) Kicked him right in the values. Yeah. (laughs) And and he never smoked again. He's never smoked since Uh that moment, right?
0: that's a great story
1: yeah it so it's very motivating when we get to a certain depth (laughs) of values
0: so i'm i i have this actually image and and i don't know if it's coming from our conversation or coming from my dreams last night but i feel like there's sort of like a thicket that we're, we're sort of moving through and I'm I'm kind of wanting to clear the brush and and create some open space and sort of find the, the trees that, that belong in this like thicket area. I don't know if that metaphor works for anyone else out there, but, um, yeah, the question there is, is like, how do you know what to keep and what should go? And when I, I think about what works for me in that process is there's just like a feeling and and maybe sometimes i have to justify that like with my thinking mind but but the way i would go about it is you know like oh no this this feels like the the thing that's most important to me um or these are the things that feel like they're the most important to me and it and and so there's questions of like well where does that come where does that knowing or that feeling come from and maybe even which of those things sort of have been passed down the line as like, this matters, this is important. And which of those things are sort of springing up from, from my own who knows what, you know? And then of the things that are being passed down that I'm inherited, so to speak, like,
1: which do I want to keep and which do I want to not keep? Yeah. That's great. So you're describing sort of a two-step process. One is is discerning between values that are maybe extrinsic and values that are maybe intrinsic, autonomously motivating, like, like we were describing before, that we endorse versus things we've been taught and conditioned you shouldn't do that you should do that such an important step when people come to see me and they say things like i just i don't want to be that kind of dad i don't want to be sometimes clients will say i don't want to be the kind of dad my father was mm. right mm-hmm. and i when i said that to my my child i felt so much shame right so the first step is okay what is an internal judgment about what you should and shouldn't be doing versus what is a value that you want to move towards right you have sort of on the one hand i don't want to be the kind of guy who does this or i don't want to be the kind of woman who does this on the other hand being present with my child and being compassionate and being loving and forgiving are values that I endorse and I want to move towards I, I that's that's what was standing out
0: for me in what you were sharing there was this sense of like focusing on, on what we're moving towards rather than focusing on what we're moving away from like yes we are intentionally moving away from certain things but somehow the like the energy of focusing what we are moving towards sort of seems less self-flagellating and, and there's a, there's kind of like a, a levity or a brightness or like a, Ooh, this, this is, this feels good. Yeah. Yeah. And if we tumble and fall like on our way towards something, then, okay we can get back up and keep going towards that but if we're focused on like what we're not trying to do when we're then it's that the then we're kind of like get stuck in a different sort of
1: way yeah well this is the other part of going where your eyes go mm. is sort of this emphasis we put in that principle on building upon what works rather than trying to fix what's broken right Mm -hmm. we we talk about this in in education there seems to be better outcomes when teachers focus on the positive attributes of of children like four times as much as the negatives Mm -hmm. and if you think about that yeah that four to one ratio and and in and in relationship right Mm -hmm. in in john gottman's love lab it's actually five to one right? Mm -hmm. That's hard to attain. But why is it so important? Because when you're trying to learn anything, it's too hard to focus on all the things that you're not doing right. Mm -hmm. You have to scaffold, you have Mm -hmm. to build upon the things that are, you're doing well. Mm -hmm. If you want to learn any new skill, if I'm going to teach you how to play guitar right now, I can't tell you all the things you're doing wrong, because you'll be Overwhelmed. Distracted and yeah. overwhelmed, but if I build upon all the things you're doing right, you can hold the the thing you're doing well, and then add something else. Yeah, that makes sense to most people. Then how do we talk to ourselves the same way? How do we move towards what's working? Move towards what we value as a default. One step is we got we to gotta watch that critic that loves to point out what's, what's not going well. Well,
0: yes. And the strategy that I typically use with folks who I'm working with is to recruit the critic or let them go, depending on where they, who they are and where they came from, right? Because we, we have these, the critics there, yeah. And and you can't, you can only ignore them for so long, only divert your attention away from, you know, those energies that actually p- pull you back into negative patterns. I mean, this is something that I see again and again, both in people I work with and I've had experience with myself, right? Like the, you know, well, oh, why did I go back and do that thing that I know well, I want to stop doing? And so... I'm always I'm interested in again where did that inner critic voice come from? Cuz if you hear that voice and you listen closely, that's my mom's voice. Oh, or that's my dad's voice. Or that's my coach's voice. It's like time to send that voice back to the dad or the coach or the mom or wherever it came from. But if you hear that voice and it's like, "No, this is my voice." So then it's like, "Well, what the question I always left at what's the positive intent what is this voice or what is this behavior that I'm doing like what's it trying to why what's it yeah what's the love behind that or what's the 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 need behind that right because it you know oh that's just me being overwhelmed or this is me being afraid or this is me um being angry you know and protective and protective usually right exactly that's ultimately right Yeah. and so how do we get that same energy yeah that's that's there to protect us and keep us safe to do this that protection in a way that moves us towards our value yeah rather than away from
1: it right yeah i love that yeah I, i always think of bobby knight as a as a coach for the Hoosiers growing up watching videos of him screaming at his players Mm. and you know he was famous for like throwing chairs at players and and you know he was adored by a lot of people especially Mm. in Indiana because he was so passionate Mm -hmm. and he cared so much Mm -hmm. about these players that he was berating you know and and he was he won a lot of games you know and so there's this there's this way in which that inner critic wants the best for us they want us to win and they want us to do well mm-hmm. so the yeah i think oftentimes the intention of the inner critic is really positive and has diminished returns in terms of you know i, I think a lot of those players that bobby knight coached had a lot of troubles after that. You know, it was traumatizing. And I think the amount of effort that went into winning didn't, didn't pay off, you know? There's a way in which we can be more effective. And when we allow ourselves to lead from a part of us that is aligned with our values, there's more room to grow
0: well and i mean it's funny because i'm thinking about ted lasso you know i don't know if you watched that show yet oh so good so good and so um can't wait for the next season to come out but you know here's this guy (laughs) who's the exact opposite of that yeah right and the whole show is this fascinating (laughs) experiment and like what happens when you just like love people Mm. i love them to death you know what what happens to a team to a group of people when, when the leader of that team is one of, is one who embodies unconditional positive regard. Mm. And um, how does that team blossom and bloom? And how do the individuals in that team get to grow into themselves in, in new ways? And there is this question around what is the highest value there? Like if the highest value is truly to win you know, then then the question becomes: Well, what's the best way to get there? And so, what are what are what's lost in getting there in a certain way, and what's gained in in getting there the, an, another way? Because my my sense is that there's more room for joy and love and goodness. Some of us carry a belief that like. It's it's not going to happen if I don't berate myself. I'm not going to get there if yeah. I don't if I don't, you know, if I don't have that inner critic, That's I right. won't perform as well. That's if right. I don't have that inner critic, I won't get the raise or I won't stop yelling at my kids or I won't, you know, show up for my partner or I won't, I don't know whatever it is. Yeah. And maybe it should be a question. Is there another way? I mean, yeah. i feel like i'm trailing us away from the actual values or i'm just expressing my own values which sure yeah. that the the
1: the means
0: yeah of getting there are as important as where you get
1: it. yeah well i think we're unpacking a couple concepts that are important to a values based life and and parenting from a values Perspective. And and one really is this core belief that's taught, conditioned around tough love, and that if you want someone to do well, you have to point out their flaws and you have to punish people, including ourselves, to do better. If you get a bad grade, the first thing to do is berate yourself. And I I do think it's deeply ingrained. The first step is to tease apart. Okay, I am wanting to live a certain way. And I'm wanting to parent a certain way. And, you know, my son comes into the room and he hasn't picked up his dishes and put them in the sink like I asked him to. And he wants to go ride bikes and he hasn't helped out at all there's always this parallel process, right? Mm. There's how do I want to treat him in that moment? And how do I want to treat myself? The sort of reflexive, critical response is to point out the flaws and to point out what he's not doing well. I just want to say that the reason that's the reflexive
0: uh, response is, is because our generation, you know, grew up a certain way and we're entrained in a certain way and that reflexive response doesn't have to continue
1: on right but it takes work oh my gosh and and so the work is okay first noticing the habitual response that's step one mm. right rafi what do you think you're doing get back here you said you were going to clear your, your, your dishes. I cooked dinner. I've set the table. I did all this work and you're just going to go ride bikes. Okay. <laughs> Let me try that again. Hey, Raph. I love that you want to go ride bikes. I love that you love riding bikes. You know what else I love? I love how much you've been helping lately. I really do. I noticed yesterday when I asked you to clean up your room, you just did it. And, you know, I'm I'm impressed that you're able to do that. Would you be willing to throw your dishes in the sink real quick before you go outside, you know? I mean, when you said that, I just got excited about clearing the table. <laughs> I was like, oh, is there any dishes to clear? Yeah. Likewise, like, I, okay, so I say that, that thing that i said, you know, initially get back here, you know, what do you think you're doing? And then i feel bad uh, about myself. Yeah. And so and so i got i have an opportunity to treat myself that way or i have an opportunity to say, "Okay, Dave, that's not exactly what you value as a as a parent." What do you value? I value connecting with my son. I value teaching him I value um, lifting him up I value being a role model and and a role model that both demonstrates compassionate communication but also makes mistakes and then you know recovers (laughs) Mm -hmm. right so that's the moment I feel like of deciding do I want to parent what I've learned in terms of correcting behavior or do I want a parent from a place of values? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I
0: also want to just name and, cause I don't think this was in your conscious process necessarily, but Dan Siegel in one of his many books, uh, I think it's a no drama discipline. Um, shares this paradigm attune connect and redirect and and in the way the way you in the second example you attuned you, you're like rafi you, you want to ride bikes you're like connect you, and, and connecting to that and celebrating that and like he he feels and seen and known and, and then you're redirecting the, the 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 you know the behavior um yeah. and i think that something about that attuning slowing down from like uh, i want this behavior to stop to like wait what what what's this little person feeling what's going through their system right now like let me connect to that to them and then and then once once we're there we can explore changing the behavior shifting the behavior to something that's more in alignment with with what needs to happen next
1: yeah yeah thanks for for that for um validating <laughs> a process that was more sort of intuitive yeah than, than, yeah
0: than. well and i was also sharing that just so that other people listening might be able to like
1: hear some steps
0: and yeah exactly yeah. understand what what was that you know it's easy to see like example a was like not perfect not ideal Hmm. you know not the maybe best and example b was maybe also not perfect but better than example a yeah but like what was it like you know sometimes it's hard when you just hear it just to like really understand the. yeah um can i say one more thing please do well that's (laughs) i was gonna say that's how to let's wrap this up and yeah
1: yeah so we've talked a little bit about you know Values as a way of moving towards a desired parenting style versus avoiding what we think might be negative and, the, and sort of the value in having something to work towards as an organizing principle, like parenting's chaotic, one thing that can help is to have my core values in mind i just want to share first of all the exercise that we do with folks that that they can find online um that's that's super helpful you can post it to the website great yeah we'll put it in the uh show notes notes. but there's a what's called a personal values card sort that was developed by dr william miller and uh, others it's 82 values i think something like that that they've put on cards and what we have people do is we have them sort values into three piles not important important and very important that exercise in and of itself is enlightening you know to put adventure in one column and put openness in another well that tells you something about who you are and who what's important to you the next step is from your very important pile which is like a third of the 80 cards you choose three to five of your top core values well now you've got let's say three I like three let's say you've you've chosen you know self-understanding openness and an adventure <clears throat> Now you you know something about yourself and what is most important to you as a parent, that when you go to make decisions, when you are thinking about how you want to parent, these are the things that are helping to guide you. You know, it's Mm -hmm. a quick activity that helps you sort what is most important to you. And I think the thing that we've noticed most working with dads is that when we are aligned with uh, the values that we choose that we endorse we have more energy and vitality to offer our families when we're constantly going against our values it's exhausting it's a recipe for burnout it's tiring it's it feels like discord it Mm -hmm. feels like dissonance Mm -hmm. to constantly be doing things that you don't endorse yourself Mm -hmm. and this is a way getting clear about your values and then intentionally making decisions and working towards those values you never reach your values they are a direction like west or east you move in those directions but you never become (laughs) open-minded you just always try to move in that direction of open-mindedness and so that movement in that direction to come back to your first statement around it's a knowing it's a feeling mm. that you have and it feels right mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels aligned it feels like the way i want to live my life yeah yeah no i'm
0: uh, glad you you're you're sharing that to kind of close it out as a tangible thing people can sort of do to to really to really take this in and hopefully it's not like oh that's a good idea and then nothing happens because that's what happens to me sometimes when I listen to podcasts. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, that's a great idea. And then, you know, I don't go download the thing. And so we're just going to encourage you just a little extra to just like actually do it. Cause I mean, and there are other ways to do it. Obviously, like Brene Brown on her website, she's a list and you could just like look at the list and circle them yeah. or cross them out. But um, I just wanted to say that another thing that can be useful is to invite either your partner or your co-parent or even like a friend or you know just to to do that exercise too because then you can see oh what what are their values actually and like where do we align and where don't we align and um and how do we work with like oh you know value x is my value value y is your value and um we're raising these same children like how are we going to navigate that you know, if if one person's value is is adventure, and another person's value is safety, like those could seem at odds. Yeah. So then, how to do, how does the person whose value is adventure support the other person's need for for safety in terms yeah. of, you know? Discussing all of the risk assessment that's being done and the safety precautions that are being made to keep the adventure safe for the children, yeah. and how does the person whose whose value is safety um, work with the possibility of of adventure being something that is safe? Um, Love that, yeah, and yeah, it's a it's a fun date night activity. Oh yeah, yeah, and and I think but and I think it goes beyond. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great day night activity. It's a great activity. I think for anyone who's involved in like a, even in a parenting community or at school or, you know, with friends, just getting, getting clear and, and aware of like, Oh, we're going to do this thing together. Like, are we all on the same page about X, Y, and Z instead of having sort of assumptions, unspoken, you know, assumptions just making everything explicit and clear. It can yeah. avoid,
1: issues <laughs> yeah. down the road yeah for sure i love that cool well what's your top value today can i tell you what i think your value one of your top values is yeah
0: it's always interesting to hear what other people are
1: yeah i actually think you really value being dependable mm,
0: mm. It. Mm.
1: yeah i mean as you were
0: asking that i was thinking about like all the things that i'm supposed to you know get done today and and that echoes exactly like i want the people who are depending on me to get these things done yeah
1: and this is that process like step one is teasing out like the voice of the critic that says you should do all these things and if you don't you're a fill in the blank versus doing them because you value being dependable. Those are two very different paths. Yeah, and yeah. feel different getting them done. Oh yeah. What do you think? My, what what's the core value you see in me?
0: I want to say dependable too, but I, I feel like there's. <laughs> um, I think a core value for you is being an in integrity, being authentic, mm. and um, yeah which means like getting to be you.
1: Yeah, that is so true. Yeah. Yeah. I am going to keep that with me today.
0: (laughs) Great. Yeah. And I like, I like the reframe of like, oh, I care about being dependable. Yeah. And I mean, underneath that, honestly, I would say is is a quality of devotion. Like, and I don't know if devotion is like a value per se, but yeah for Um, sure
1: being devoted yeah
0: yeah feels feels important yeah beautiful okay guys um if you're out there if this was enjoyable let us know um we're always taking requests for topics and um we're also here to support you in your own process of discovering your values Thanks for listening. Uh, Feel free to share and we'll uh, connect again soon.
1: Be well, y'all.